Oh, I'm ready. I'm so wound up. You're so wound up? Alright, you yeah. wanna just, uh, you wanna just do it? Yeah, let's just do it! Let's just... Alright, I'm just going right it. in. I'm going right in. I'm hoping I made the right choice. I didn't really check enough things to make sure that we're all set. So, I guess we'll see what happens. I think... I can already tell I messed I up. Your, I can already I tell I messed your... up, Red. No, don't say that. Well, we can take a little bit more time if you feel more comfortable. No, we can't. We can't because I already hit record and we're streaming we're right now. Oh, yeah, we're online. <laughs> so we can't yeah. do Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this I forgot is... some things. But we'll see how, how big of a deal that is. Well, we'll that's how we're going to play. We, this is what we do with the Loser Leaves Wrestling Crew. And we uh, we do it live. We do it live sometimes. Uh, my name is oh, Red Jefferson and I'm here with... Moa Jaswell. Uh, Moa Jaswell. Jaswell. We just finished watching AEW Dynamite, Moet. We did. We did. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. And how do you feel, Red? Um, I feel fair. It's the first uh, uh, Dynamite back where we had live crowd, a live, oh. like a, like a close up live crowd. They've been out in the bleachers before, but now they're right around the ring. Um, that's fun, Red. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. That was. It I really mean, was. so like like this was. I, I didn't have to watch this show. Uh, are you are you checking the. The, I just checked the stream and then it the, started the talking at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, how embarrassing! Just so Very embarrassing. embarrassing. This this, um, this setup, Red. No, I um uh uh yeah. No, I I didn't. I don't feel like this is a filler. Don't think I needed to watch this episode. But the crowd was great, and it was nice to kind of get adjusted to the crowd before the shock mm -hmm. of Double or Nothing. With yeah, a full crowd, I, you know? So that was kind of fun, yeah. And I, I enjoyed that, and you're right, it felt like filler when it was, I feel, even though this was a filler episode, I suppose, just because I doubt many people switched over uh, from Wednesday to Friday, I'm sure they lost a lot of viewership tonight. Mm -hmm. um, even so, they could have taken better advantage of things. I feel like I'm going to be pretty nitpicky today with a lot of stuff, but... Well, let's just start into it. This is AEW Dynamite. This is the woos of what's of AEW Dynamite, where we cover the best and worst, the woos, the woos, and the what's. Uh, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun that I keep doing that, Moet? No, you got to keep doing it. No, because I, I don't do it. So you need to be the one to we remind people to. of our of our setup, right? Of our, our, yeah, our format. We have a format here. Uh, so thank you all so much for joining us. And uh, make sure to check us out on all the Smizz, he's here. Smizz, Smizz, we're back. Here. So this is here. We're, I didn't watch today. Just kept checking Twitter instead. Smooth, okay. why didn't you watch today? What happened? Well, he was is it because it's a Friday. It. And forgot they were me? saving it for us. They they wanted to hear our take on it because they knew it was going to come hot and fresh. <laughs> and we're not going to uh, lose it on you, Smooth. Um, no, gonna, let's start off yeah. with our biggest woo. The biggest woos of the evening. You want me to go first or should you? No, you go first. You go first. Okay. Biggest woo of the evening. We already talked about it. The crowd. That is the biggest woo of the evening. Uh, I was interested in seeing every segment, no matter what, no matter how bad it was, because I was excited about the crowd interaction or lack thereof, uh, which we'll get to sometime in the show. But that's obviously yours as well, I'm assuming. The crowd? Of course. Yeah. yeah the no, crowd so, is so wonderful. It made, uh, um, I mean, I guess just to jump around a tiny bit. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. That was what, you know. Sure. He, I don't think he works half as well without a crowd. I don't think he works at all, basically. Um it's just so incredible. I don't know. I love that segment, but we'll we'll get to that later. The Inner Circle song. I'm so glad that the wrestlers aren't going to have to sing it anymore because mm -hmm. I absolutely hated that from like a storyline perspective. So And yeah. I felt bad for the wrestlers right. to be forced to do something that they obviously have to do. Yes, you know? yes. They, they <laughs> by have contract. to. Yeah. By contract. Uh, so it's, uh, since we both had that one, I'll give my yeah. first woo of the evening that 
you don't, I know for a fact you haven't put down. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Uh, I think this was the match of the night, to be honest, besides Moet versus the Butterfly. No, don't bring uh, it Mo- up. I think God, we have to. bring it Moet. up. Uh, but we'll talk about the match first, and then we'll get okay. to Moet versus the Butterfly. Uh, great match. Yeah, get uh, I, photo. I, I just, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I, ju- I just love uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. They're just such a great, fluid tag team. And I'm glad that Scorpio Sky is getting something. Uh, Ethan Page seems fine. I, I'm, I'm not really, I have nothing really invested in those two. But just the fact that they let uh, Evil Uno come in, clear house, even take some hits. Uh, the only issue I have with that match is that the ref counted. And so Scorpio Sky was giving, uh, um, what's his face, Stu Grayson, some sort mm-hmm. of leg hook or something like that. A heel hook, I believe. And Ethan Page pinned Evil Uno both in the ring. And the issue is, I have, the ref should never start counting when there's other people not allowed to be in the ring. That's my biggest issue, Moet. As you could tell, I'm furious about this. Oh, no. Keep, Do we have keep, something oh, spicy? I'm trying, oh, okay. to, I'm trying to mix, <laughs> reply to the chat, and also... Oh, true. no, no, no. That's sorry, true. sorry. It, uh, but, uh, yeah, essentially, that's my biggest gripe. What do we got going on in the chat, Moet? Let me know what's going on. Well, I'm replying. Uh, I like seeing uh, the crowd go nuts for Orange Cassidy in the Dark Order. I agree. Chica Marks, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and Mason Rollison said, it was good to help build the stories tonight. And I thought the Sting WCW callback was quite comical. We're going to get into that, uh, Mason. We have to we have to get some clarity on that because they did this. Uh, but we'll get to that. That's a big what of mine. Moet, what would you say is your biggest woo of the evening? Or should we talk uh, about the Moth versus uh, Moet? I mean, there's not... Okay, fine. You want to talk? I mean, I, I was hoping we... I mean, okay, so we I just missed glaze that. over this. I just missed the entire Dark Order match uh, because there was a bad thunderstorm in Austin and a butterfly, <laughs> a very energetic butterfly uh, flew in. And uh, this is this is a picture of the, the butterfly being very caught. Cute. It took the literally the entire length of the match uh, to catch that butterfly. I texted you as soon as it happened and it was the pin, right? The pin, yeah, as the, the pin, as the pin was great. going on, uh, Moat let me know about the match he was having at home, and he won. You got the three count that that moth laid down for you, and is the mouth now outside, or did you finish it? It's gone. No, no, no. We yeah, we we let it out. We let it yeah, out. I don't yeah, know if you feed it to it, Atticus it, it, it or something. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I missed all of it, but I'm glad you uh, loved it, and uh, mm-hmm. they all. I, I like all of those people. That's uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. That's a very political answer, Moe. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would you say your biggest woo of that night is? Uh, with something uh, that came to mind We just jumped into this, and I didn't get a chance to really think about it. Uh, the crowd. We already talked about that. Um, they have a slightly bigger belt for the women's, uh, division now. Okay, we could talk about Did you hate that? that? No, I, I like it, but it's still, the thing is, like, they've made it slightly bigger, but it's still pretty tiny. (laughs) Like, it's just, (laughs) like, I felt like, I I don't, I wonder who is designing or has the choices here. Like, because they're like, that belt is ridiculous, but this belt, and it's literally just the slightest bit wider. The slightest bit. Yeah, you're uh, right. No, I kind of hate it. You're right. So, I don't know why. the comments, I, if you thought that was almost comical, that they presented her with almost the exact same belt. Almost the exact same, and treating it like a different idea. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, uh, yeah. That, that made you happy? Was that a big woo for you? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm just getting a kick out of you you tearing it apart. 
What I did like, yeah. though, actually, I did like that segment. Though. Half an inch wider, yeah, as uh, Chica uh, Marks said. Yeah, Thank you, Chica Marks. Uh, I, I would say, though, that segment was good in total. I, I like that they treated uh, Hikuru Shida like she was a big deal mm-hmm. and that she should be celebrated for having to do a very hard job of being the top of a division during a time when no fans are there. That must have been pretty disheartening to have a whole title reign when there's no fans to enjoy it with. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It's literally the entire title reign, right? I mean, or yeah, when, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, up yeah. until this Sunday when it's taken over. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's uh, it's a little sad to think about in that way, but uh, you know, but but Britt Baker totally deserves it. She's one of the best uh, acts in the company right now, and uh, the crowd is behind her. And there's like oh, proof yeah. now. Now that there's a crowd, like they were, uh, you know. Um, chanting or calling along to the dmd thing and i just i don't know i just felt very proud of her like it it uh she called out out uh the austin promo the um 316 yeah and it sort of feels like that like it feels mm-hmm. like it's like she's right at that level right now where she could just like rocket to this like starring you know stardom um depending on you know what happens this year so it's very exactly exciting. and she yeah. and i'm glad that they had the opportunity it was just a very good not it wasn't too long uh uh Sheeta, like made her points and and got to express herself a little bit but they didn't let her linger on too long where she felt uncomfortable or anything like that it is a second language so it is difficult but she looked great out there tony did a good job of like kind of like just making it flow well and the brick just closed it off wonderfully great job great job women's division because you guys are really trying your best um a moment do you have any big other big woos of the night? No, I mean like nothing was like too exciting tonight. It was just a good episode uh to, you know, to get ready for double or nothing on Sunday. So, yeah. I mean, what about you? Did you I I had a few like the Hangman versus Janela match. I think should have opened the night. Mm-hmm. I think that was a much more exciting match than Darby and Caesar Bonini. Uh and I just I I thought it was great. Except the only thing I didn't like is uh Cage coming in at the end and threatening Hangman. By the way, oh, Janela busted the fuck up out of Hangman. Yeah, what did twice. he do? Twice, twice. In, uh, hit him in the something. His tongue started yeah, bleeding so, or something. I don't know. For uh, for those who haven't seen head, it, yeah. um, uh, Joey Janela versus Hangman Page. Hangman Page gets the victory, but somewhere during the end, first he busts up H- Hangman's mouth and he's bleeding out the mouth, and then right before the finish. He's like gushing blood out of his face. It's really distracting. Did you catch what happened? No, no. Uh, it had to happen during the commercial, I assume. Um, or maybe when uh, Janela did. I, I, what was it like a? Oh no, it was like a, like a suplex into the bottom turnbuckle. Oh, you think it was the German suplex into the? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make sense because it's like the front of his head, uh, you know, and then the back of his head got hit. So, but it was like immediate when uh, when he got up from that. So sound off in the comments if you know when he got hit, because I we were able to pinpoint when Orange Cassidy lost consciousness last time we were here. Uh, let's see if we could pinpoint when that happened with uh, Hangman. Uh, but other than that, and the, and the only other woo I kind of have, and I want to get your thoughts on it, was uh, the Moxley Kingston promo. Oh, <laughs> do you like that stuff? I I, I kind of like it, but it's like I don't think it's good. You know, like I I, like I, don't, I don't think it's good either. I don't, I don't get me wrong. It wasn't good, but something that, uh, when, uh, Shivani was, um, 
uh, bringing them up. He's just like, oh, and here's a thing about uh, Moxley, the wild thing. I would love for their team to be called wild things. No, get away from the wild things stuff, no, Red. This is ridiculous. Great. This is, oh, man. No, I just. You don't like wild things? That's a cool nick. That's a cool tag team name. Yeah, but like, I just, I don't want to hear that song anymore. I don't want them to be even more associated with that stuff. Oh, uh, well, we silly. didn't. We didn't uh, talk last week. We were we went on a brief hiatus. But did you watch last week's episode? Um, what happened? I pretty when sure Moxley you... came out, they had a different rendition oh, of yeah. Wild Thing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They had a different rendition, which was a better rendition for the crowd. Like the because the original is a little too folksy, but they had like a, almost like a hard rock measure uh, uh, version of uh, Wild Thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, uh, a reference to uh, New Japan. Yeah. Uh, Onida, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Someone said it in our comments and they were very great. Was that Smoiz? No, I don't, I don't, well, I don't don't remember who said it in the comments, but, um, sorry, Smoiz, if it was you. (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was Onida. It's like one of the coolest entrances, uh, in pro wrestling. I just completely forgot that the guy used, uh, that song. Uh, he comes out with like a leather jacket to that song. He's like smoking a cigarette and he, he sits down and just smokes the entire cigarette, you know, and it's, he's just like super cliche cool. Um, so I'm pretty, yeah, everyone's saying that like Moxley was using that as like, uh, as an homage. And so like the first week he probably was like, it's wild thing. Just play that song. And they p- like, like picked the, like the lame version of it, I guess. And he's oh, like, no, no, no it's on. this one. No, oh, you're a, a fan of it. Yeah, I like it, but it's just not a wrestling. What's the band? Song. Is it the is it the Trogs? Trogs, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, wanted to say Trogs. that. Yeah, uh, but uh, you don't like them that as a tag team name. Wild things. You are really pushing this wild thing. It just tells me <laughs> what you don't like it at all. <laughs> no, I just think it's super. I, like it just doesn't work with John Moxley. It definitely doesn't work with Eddie Kingston. You think Eddie Kingston's a wild thing? Yeah, you want to? You want to be known as a, a wild tandem, thing? Like uh, as a tandem. That's a cool nickname to be Wild Thing. No. Just instead Wild Things. Wild Thing. That's pretty cool. I, I, uh, sound I guess. Sound off, guess. off in the comments if you think that's really cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess that's it of the woos. The woos are done with me after that. Now let's get into the what's. Let's talk about some of the many issues. I like. I filled in my what's column pretty extensively. Uh, what's your biggest what of the evening? Wait, wait, wait. We're moving too fast. We're moving too fast, Red. Hold what on a we second. Got? What, you have something? You guys got something spicy in there? You got a uh, in there? Uh, the Orange Cassidy segment? We kind of didn't, we didn't really talk about it. Did you like, is that in your what segment? The... That's a, That's not in my what segment, but that's definitely in my don't know what to think of it segment. I, okay. I felt like it was, um, this is it was a weird. argument. Uh, wait, we're going to get a little delayed, Yeah, I think. Uh, Chica Marks liked our, uh. Wild I, thing? Chica, what, Chica Marks, what do you think? What is it? Is it uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Chica Marks, you got to sound off because right now we're at a standstill. Yeah, no, I don't. Are I we don't pro think gonna... or anti wild thing? And we have to decide as, as the LLW community uh, where we stand because TK listens to the show. Right. And we, all, we, we hold heavy influence over AEW booking. Uh, as you probably have noticed the past few months, we've called attention to things, right. they've issued apologies to us, mm-hmm. TNT has sent a cease and desist letter to us, mm-hmm. so we have to make sure that like we put out the right message. We're not Joe Rogan. We're not going to say something stupid and then have to backpedal it later. We're going to be smart the first time, right, Moet? Of, of course, of course. Exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I'm calling out a lot of people meant... tonight, Moet. Uh, no, wait, but uh, hold on, I have to... 
Chica Marx just said, I'm into the newer version of Wild Thing. She was mentioning the uh, song. Oh, she was, I'm, trying she was mentioning to, the song. I'm trying to influence the chat thread right now. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Don't. It's pure. Don't taint it with your uh, sillies. Yeah, so you, you okay. liked the Orange Cassidy deal. I did. I did. I liked that Pac came out. And uh, I'm always a big fan of, of hearing him scream in his uh, accent, his dialect and stuff. I just think it's really... Uh, amusing to me um he's really intense and it's all energy and emotion it was great uh um, you're right actually uh, uh pock did a really good job it's just i i didn't like the the stuff afterward with omega and then and maybe we could talk about this this is so that's this is one of your woos right moment uh we're getting answers on the wild thing oh we're getting answers on the wild thing mock mate some ways uh mox and kingston are too cool for a team name interesting mm, smoiz we were we were so close to being on the same page uh marks, <laughs> dumb in a good way dumb in a good way i don't know if i like that uh but thank you so much for participating <laughs> I, I think everyone's against it yeah <laughs> i think that's fair all right because well, it's dumb but in a good way yeah i, I see would it. Lo- that's how i would interpret if they it, become yeah. wild thing you'll know no. that tk listens to the show i think i think so i think you know, so that's, that's a fact uh, that's, and let's all call that let's all pay attention to that but the orange God, cassidy thing you would say that was a woo in your column. Yes. Yeah, so um, they 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 kind of overbooked the segment, like they always do. I think I don't know who in the Kenny Kenny circle books those segments. Uh, Don Callis has like a video, uh, a pre-taped video promo that is clearly pre-taped because like Pac There's didn't no interaction. Yeah, well, well, just that, but Pac didn't mention Don Callis once. He probably, what I assume is he probably had to be like, I don't need you or your dumb manager, but he doesn't mention him once, and then Don Callis' promo's like, hey, hey, I'm not coming out here. I'm not do-. He's like talking all about himself. So it's clearly like some miscommunication. Just, yeah. No, which is fine. Sense. It's just fine. It's just It was just a little awkward, you know. Um, yeah, then uh, uh, Kenny comes out, tries to beat up Pac. The Good Brothers come out, but then Death Triangle comes out. To get the good brothers away. This is all garbage, what I'm explaining right now. It was just too much. Um, But then Orange Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. And everything up to... Everything after that, I thought was fantastic. I think think it was fantastic because of the crowd. Because I got to see uh, him in his true element with a a crowd that adores him. But, Um, like, my my thing is, this is the first time they're having people back, right? This is the first time they're people back and they're surrounding the ring... And you want to make it the best experience for them possible. Um, and this is actually going to go into my first big what of the evening. They didn't play to the fact that no one's been in a crowd for a year. Like, I would love for them to have started off the show with Orange Cassidy or with Jungle Express. So then you could have them, uh, their music play throughout and everyone could enjoy it as soon as you get there. I feel like they didn't start off with a hot crap, like a hot match. They started off with this weird Darby Allen having to nurse Cesar Bernini through a match. Right. They I got felt like they, they got Darby Allen as the start. Like he's a huge deal. And, and, and well, I'm saying like, you're playing like to play with the crowd. The reason they have songs for jungle boy, that Tarzan song and uh, orange Cassidy is because they want the crowd to sing along. Like those are like, crowd songs like if they started the night with lucha express or whatever jurassic express coming out and they had the tarzan song the crowd would have been amped just from them coming to the ring that's what they've been waiting for this entire time i feel like starting off with this 
They're just a poorly booked night. A very poorly booked night. Sound off if you think I'm You've right. been waiting. I'm tired of, I'm angry. <laughs> you as a fan are personally waiting, have been waiting a year to, to sing along to the Pixies song. Instead of cheering on Darby Allen and the Wingmen, led oh. by Peter Avalon. <laughs> I need to see the Wingmen. I, I this that. is news. This, they've been around for about a couple months. I got to see their, their shiny shirts in person. That's what I be. There was a, Are you okay? There was a part. There was a part in that uh, Orange Cassidy Cesar Bernini match when uh, uh, they were like, "Yeah, they're gonna have a hot boy summer," and then Jr. just like, "Yeah, what the hell is that?" <laughs> it was so funny. And then Excalibur's like, "I cannot explain to you what a hot boy summer is right now, Jr." It was a very funny moment. It was a very I was funny. In, I'm, 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 I'm very into the Wigman. I think it's a hilarious group of people. Um, yeah, no, I, I think they I just, were, they're, none of them make sense as a as, together, but they somehow work so well together at the same time. I don't get it. I think I just, yeah, I'm just happy that they exist. I'm, I'm happy they exist too. But do you think that was a good way to start off the night? I think it was fine. I don't know. Was, I don't I think, uh, but I mean, uh, but I get your point. I think they, I mean, they certainly could have started out in a, in a much more exciting way for sure. Yeah. It just felt like yeah. it was like a big, it, was, it just felt strange. Like I want that match to happen. I'm fine with that match happening on the card, but to open up your first in surrounded by fans first night, your first match is Darby Allen versus Cesar Benini in a five minute match. You know, it just felt a little out of place. Felt a little bit out of place, but one what that's what we're here for. We're here to uh, talk about things that are out of place. That's what the what's are for. That's my biggest what of the evening. What? That's the biggest one. But sound off in the comments if you think uh, uh, Caesar Bonini uh, uh, is good um, or if he's there yet. Actually, he's fine. I don't know why I'm being mean to Caesar Bonini. He's a good wrestler. I love Peter Avalon. I like that crew. You see how I vamped right there? Just that was wonderful. Over and yeah, over this, again. We're trying to. I'm words. trying to. Chat I'm just saying words. The, yeah, yeah. But we're no, we're doing good. We're killing it with this. Um, Mo, what's your biggest what of the evening? Biggest what? It, it was all. Uh, 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 what about you? You you go. You go. I got to look my, at my list. Well, uh, my biggest what was the production? Well, it was the booking. I mean, the booking. The booking where I thought the that was fine. That they should have had a better the first match. I felt like throughout the ending. Okay, one of this is my biggest what the ending. You have. A crowd. You have finally have a crowd. You have a crowd after a year, and you're gonna end the show. You're gonna end the show with a backstage segment. Can you uh, explain it? Um, for sure. Smiz, that's fair. Good, who hasn't good point. Seen it. Good point. Smiz, uh, so essentially, the ending of the night is this. For, uh, it wasn't a match. It was a in ring celebration of the inner circle hosted by Eric Bischoff, where Eric Bischoff did not need to be there. Uh, and then they ha- they show a video package, and each one does a promo. Uh, uh, some are good, some are Sammy Guevara, and then they uh, find out that the uh, the Pinnacle have Dean Malenko tied up to a uh, ring post, a football post outside at the Jaguar Stadium, and they run out and they go to find him, and they get uh, ambushed, and then they all get simultaneously. A drop down on their heads, but because the camera people didn't realize that it was going to be everyone, they only focused on FTR, and so they just saw them standing up there for a full 30 seconds in pile driver position, and they end the show with everyone out of the ring. No one in the ring, they're on, so the people that are there are just staring at a screen, waiting to know when the show's over. That's... Mm. 
Yeah, it's that's just, pretty sloppy. <clears throat> that's just bad, bad booking. I was very upset with the um, the montage that they showed of like the Inner Circle Greatest Hits or whatever they called it. I think mm-hmm. I I was just I'm just so frustrated with their with their sudden turn into being faces. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if I was in the you know every, the crowd cheered it, that's fine. If I was in the crowd, I'd probably probably cheer it too because like I do think the Inner Circle has like a history with AEW, and it's like pretty exciting to see like uh a stable grow from essentially the very beginning of AEW into you know kind of what they are now and potentially like disbanding at this point, but. Their uh, montage of greatest hits is them destroying all of the faces of AEW. You know, them throwing, mm. you know, Orange Cassidy through a table or John Moxley through a table, you know. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense from a story perspective why you would show them that. Show the crowd mm. that. Just go, like, it's already a silly thing to, to cheer Chris Jericho after the year he had, you know. As sure. a, you know, in, in story, As of course. a douchebag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... So just don't even do it, you know? It just it just yeah, I, it was very upsetting, Red. I agree with you. I feel like it's it's I I I bet they wish and they will wish that they had that freedom that they had this past year where they could pretty much do whatever they want and still get the ratings they get. You know, they they really didn't uh do the normal booking route of uh, of building matches or building cards. I feel like now with everyone back they're going to have to relearn the same things they learned the first year. Ooh, you know, like yeah. I think they're going to have to relearn a lot in terms because they've already forgotten it. I feel like this episode is clear that they don't know how to book for a live crowd. Uh, and it was, it was mushy. It was weird things packed in the middle. Actually, want to know what my biggest what of the evening is, Moet? What's that? That fucking weigh-in. Oh, that God. fucking weigh-in. I can't believe yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. Just to paint a picture, Big Show... Uh, Paul White is hosting the weigh-in between uh, uh, what's his face, Cody Indeed. Rhodes, yeah. the American Dream, Cody Rhodes, and Anthony Agogo, and it is the messiest, slowest, almost fifteen minutes of my life. That was a long <laughs> of your time life of my life. Slowest. That's... Wow. All right. That was messy. I'm not that messy. I've never been that messy. <laughs> I've no, never I know been you. Paul White hosting a weigh-in messy. Uh, they go in, just to give everyone an idea of what happened, they take forever to get to the ring. Paul White immediately threatens Anthony Niagogo by saying, like, you better watch your kid or I'm going to make sure you never uh, live again or something. I don't know what he says. He threatens him. The non-wrestler is threatening the other guy. Not to mention, he's two feet taller than anyone else in the ring. Right. Uh, it just, it was, and, and then uh, Big Show doesn't know how to work a scale. Um, oh and God, then it yeah. just takes forever. No one knows what's going on. And then Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes at the end grabs the mic and all but apologizes to the fans being like, hey, thanks for watching the show. I hope you enjoy the show that's going to happen. Uh, it's just really sad. Mo, what were your, was your big take on that? Oh God, Spoys is calling us out. You did say on your news podcast you wanted to see more of Paul White. Maybe TK does listen by oh, having shit. Paul White Swizz, come out to the announcement. Swiss, you're making a <laughs> really good point. Paul White did say, I don't know why I'm out here, or something to the effect of that, he did right? Say that. And now he now he knows because you or possibly yeah, me, I don't know. I it was probably I both of us. We were pretty <laughs> we're pushing. We were pretty high on Paul White. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I wanted it's true. I wanted to see him uh I think he's a big big name. He should, you know, be on dynamite. Uh 
Not like this. Or maybe this is... Not like this. I don't know. Yeah. No, Mo. What was your take on it? How did you feel during this segment? Um... Yeah, no, it was bad. It was real bad. It was, but what? But the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm glad about is the nationality thing was kept to the flags, as far yes. as I can remember. Maybe I don't know. I think it was just you know the big obnoxious uh, American flag and an English flag, you know, um, and the American. Yeah, it was just a lot of flags, and that was it. Yeah. I'm so glad that Cody didn't didn't do another promo or something. So at least they kind of learned their lesson from that, from that backlash from uh, a week or two ago. I think they could have done this so much better if it wasn't an in-ring segment. Have it be in the back. Make it look like a press conference. They have all the ability in the world to make something. They have the tables there. It's a sports stadium. They could make it look like they could just bring into the press conference area and shoot them doing the weigh-in, standing up, big show in the middle, be like, hey, guys. And then he could be in the back where he's not nervous and sweating buckets. Big show was just (laughs) I did not notice the sweat. He was drenched the minute he came out. He was drenched from from going over the ropes. You see him just drenched. And uh, it, it just... I don't know what the re- I'm hoping this is what my hope is that the reason Big Show did this is that he's going to be uh having a feud with Cody after this. I feel like something like that where Big Show I would uh, it it goes out to the ring or he's now there as an enforcer or something and he distracts or he feels that Cody wasn't taking him seriously or something like that and then they then Gogo could move on and then Big Show and Cody could have a little match. Because that's what I want to see. Smoins, when I say I want to see Paul White, I want to see him in a match. I want to see him in a match. No? I don't know. I'm I'm just uh I'm imagining it. Sorry, I didn't I didn't interact. Um, no, no, I'm being I'm being vicious. Because I'm wondering, because uh, uh, he's uh he's you know, he's old now. I kinda wanna see him in a match, but after seeing this performance tonight where, you know, the stakes are so low, you know, I don't know. He has never been someone I would depend on the mic with. He has never been someone that I'm like, oh, this guy's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, actually, that's super true. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a a great big show promo, you know? I've never seen a really good one where I'm like, oh, wow. I've only ever seen, okay, that'll do. And that kind of translates to uh, elevation, do you think, as as, um, Paul White is an announcer? I think those are two different gifts. Like some people are really great announcers that can't talk to a live crowd. And some people are great people who talk to a crowd that would hate to do, you know, Foley himself said, like, I love doing promos. It's hard doing announcing. Red? So like they're two different skills. What's this? Red, you, you got, you got someone, someone's calling you out. Christian. So you got it. You, yeah. You got to, uh, okay, I'm going to talk to Chris. Christian Aon says, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about a Big Show match. Yeah, so, okay. so state your case for a Big Show match, because uh, I'm now, curious. I, I respect that. I respect it, right? I respect your opinion, Moet. I respect your opinion, Christian. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes sense that you probably wouldn't want uh, him to have a match. But if we look back, even well, 2016, the last time he was having regular matches, which is... Un- he was having steadily good matches with uh, big guys like Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan. He can have good matches. And I would like to see that type of interaction with someone like Cody, who he could get a great match out of. Uh, Cody could get a great match at a big show or giving the rub to someone like Lance Archer and having Lance Archer beat the shit out of him for a little bit. Uh, like, <laughs> Just a funny way to say that. Sorry, <laughs> but I think it would be. I think I think Big Show has value in the ring. 
more so than him on the mic. Now, Christian, I'm going to pose this question to you. Do you think that uh, uh, Big Show did a good, good, is doing a good job or an adequate job as an announcer slash interviewer? Uh, we'll, well, we can't have to I, wait for that. I like, guess. What I, are your thoughts on that, Moet? I guess I'm just wondering why they hired him in the first place and other talent like him other is it just name value at this point yeah because i guess that's what i assumed um and what i uh that they're hiring big show to to wrestle and be more of a presence than basically just the ring announcer that he that he has been so far it just feels but i guess i don't know what i want big show was not on my mind whatsoever uh other than his netflix sitcom i don't know if you saw that that was bizarre that's actually i haven't seen that yet but I it's really insane want to. it's so uh, weird he's trying to be a normal human but he's like eight feet tall 500 pounds or whatever and he's like i don't know it's very sad because that's his life too you know like yeah. he's he isn't he is a normal person but you know what i mean I, I don't know oh no i know exactly it's just hard what to mean. see it in a sitcom format yeah i i actually should watch that because that sounds like a really bizarre thing to watch but even during the way on one note i forgot to say the commentary buried him the commentary buried him during the thing they're just like laughing like it's like well can we get a technician out here for the scale <laughs> like because he's taking so long and then when big show threatened to go go jr's just like all right now <laughs> like he was he was upset that uh, big show was threatening the competitor that's fighting on sunday basically Big Show just made it look like I could kill you. I could kill anyone in this ring if I wanted to. I feel um, like everybody was trying their best to uh, put over a go-go as a heel. Um, and doing it poorly. Uh, like Big Show doing that. And then uh, I'm just uh, drawing a blank. But what's the name of the um, the guy in the mic that is on their team? The uh, the oh my god. QT Marshall? Do... Yeah, QT Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I just forgot for a second. But yeah, um... He did a shit job the entire time. Everything he was saying was just very, very stereotypical, like, um, like caveman style um, psychology, like wrestling psychology, where like, you talk like this to introduce the heel or you people. And then you talk like this to be excited about Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like, it was all very just straightforward, you know, and yeah. I wonder what my take on that is. I don't think that was his fault at all. I think he wasn't supposed to say anything. I think he grabbed the mic because Big Show ended the segment. That's the way in, everyone. That's it. Have a good night. And then QT is just like, this sucks. I'm going to try something. And then he just rambled terribly. Yeah. It was, it was very bad. But he was trying to save the segment. And then, then Cody ignores that completely. He's like, well, I hope everyone's having a great night so far. <laughs> We see a double nothing. Thank you so much. Like he's like he's like me when something's going wrong. I'm like we're doing great. Thank you so much. And that's what he's doing. At <laughs> yeah, that the was hundred percent. That was him being the EVP. It wasn't him being Cody the yeah. you know the wrestler. It's like I just hope everyone has fun tonight. You know, come well, pay the, us more money, please. Christian just responded. I think he's doing an okay job as an announcer. I agree, though. I think he would have an awesome match with Cody. He would need to turn heel, though. Agreed. He would need to turn heel. Swizz says this QT Cody feud has gone downhill. Started well with the start of QT's faction. Now it just stalled. That's the issue with every single AEW program. Really? Every single. I feel like they start off really great. Everything starts off really great because they know how to do something like surprising and exciting. And then they never know how to capitalize on it. Like uh, almost every single great moment that we could think of. The next week has been rough. <laughs> hmm. 
You I know, agree. I'm I'm wondering if it's uh, I wonder if it's the <laughs> format style that they're doing of like um like these like TV pay per views and like we're um I'm I'm thinking because uh, Tony Khan said something about it like this week um about how uh it's it's not based around pay per view like that pay per view model doesn't exist it's like people are paying for like ad space on TV or something along those lines so it's like about like keeping people excited weekly now um and that's why you get like winners coming in these like quarterly tv pay-per-views or whatever uh i wonder if that's messing up the the storylines yeah, i don't know well, is that what do you think of that oh no 100 percent. like i feel like he's constantly like one of what he books this show like like <clears throat> heath ledger's joker like he's like he, he books it like that where he's like I'll, i'm like a dog chasing cars i wouldn't know what i did but i caught one like he's he he's this like look at something he, like he sees something this is what he likes and when he gets there he's just like well, now to the next one. And he just completely sidesteps. He just wants the moments. He doesn't know how to finish the story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you uh, like that? Is that no, a good analogy? I, you kind of lost me. Great. I was like trying to follow know. along as, as I, Heath Ledger booking a wrestling company. But yeah, I, I like I, the, I like Heath the energy. Ledger's, I think I, yeah. I'll just say Heath I Heath Ledger's Joker, because uh-huh. he had that thing where he said that thing about the dog at the cars. Yeah, so he did say something about he that. He said that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um. And he books it like that. He books it the way Heath Ledger sees himself as the Joker and Batman Dark Knight Rises. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll just move on. I'm glad on. we're on the same but, page uh, here because that was... <laughs> uh, what were we just talking... Oh, yeah. Cody's uh, storylines. Yeah, I was disappointed by the QT Marshall, this whole thing. I think uh, one of my issues is that they, as uh, Cody always wants his storylines to feel as epic as possible and so he throws in things that just aren't necessary anymore and like i absolutely loved it when uh, AEW was starting out but just you know now that it's been uh, more than a year and you're just seeing it over and over again it just feels like unnecessary like uh the qt marshall thing did not need to be as epic as as he did you know or this mm-hmm. this feud right now which i guess is still the same thing but this feud doesn't need this nationality thing to make it feel like a bigger than you know larger than life scenario you know yeah like it could just have been a interesting match you know yeah it really feels like they're just trying to add so much into into each thing you know they're trying to have it mean so much rather than because because of uh tk only doing booking week by week trying to get that big spot it's hard to generate an organic feeling in one week Mm -hmm. you know Uh, like it's, it's the, what, what you got? What oh, no, no, nothing, nothing else. Uh, no, I agree. I was just going to ask real quick. Do you know who all the people were with Cody? Like, I recognize a couple, but it was hard to tell everyone on the no, sta- uh, standing on the entrance ramp. Uh, no, I did not. Some people, I think, were just family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it I think like uh, Tony Schiavone said something along the lines of like, oh, there's Tia Margaret. And like, apparently, uh, that's what I heard. Tia Margaret, like Aunt Margaret. Yeah. Uh, it's someone in the back. It's uh, there was just a lot of people though. Mm-hmm. This would have been so much be- better done if it was in a conference room in the back. That would have been great. Yeah, and just get some people, uh, photographers, like make it look like a press conference. Do you know the? Uh, I think it was Andre versus Hogan, like before their uh, yeah. WrestleMania three uh, match. They did a conference promo. I think I think it was a contract signing. So good, so they absolutely insanely still. good. Uh, oh wait, what's that? They still do that. WWE still does that. Oh, sure. For WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. They have these things. And I don't know why for this, one of the bigger pay-per-views, I guess, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, that just that one in particular, because it was backstage, and, mm-hmm. and they were still trying to do, like, a kayfabe, like, um, more uh, legitimate promo signing, but it's with the two biggest personalities in the wrestling universe, you know, and I just, I just love that segment so much. It's yeah. just so, it, they're trying to be normal, but they're, there's no possible way those two can be normal, you know? Yeah. And that Anyways, would have been a really I, cool yeah. thing for them to do because they have the capabilities. Um, uh, Felipe Ramos, uh, the nationality thing just feels <sighs> so old to me. Agreed. 100% agree. Then we got Francis, students of the Nightmare Academy. That makes sense. That makes that makes a lot more sense because some of them look like wrestlers. I'm like, ah, oh, they're just family in the back, and that yeah, makes more sense. I had a feeling, yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, Dusty or Dustin uh, had a, I think he had the shirt on, like mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Factory, Austin, Texas, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, what else? We, let's, so we got a few what's here. Any other what's that have been nitpicking at you? <clears throat> um. What the hell? Jade Cargill has a manager now. This is my oh, yeah. bad for I like anytime that happens I'm like ah it happened on dark or BTE or elevate these things that I don't watch regularly, um, but I don't know that didn't make any sense to me again it's just like uh, who was it uh, the guy uh, that Mark was Sterling the... Mark yeah. Sterling who was um, that before that was MJF's attorney yeah yeah briefly like at the like when was that that was at the, like the I very th- start of AEW it felt like. I think it was when um, no, I think it was when MJF was having the feud with Mox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not at the and very then, start, but yeah, yeah. But something it was last summer, early <laughs> last summer, when we first started doing the show, um, which we're at about a year, one year. Uh, hey, uh, share this with people, please. Please share this with people and review us for Christ's sakes. I see you. I see all of you right now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that guy with the uh, Jade Cargill thing—they've been talking about it for weeks. That she was looking for a manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like him very much. I don't... Yeah, because he's not mm. really in the uh, the storylines uh, the way, you know, at least Matt Hardy is. Matt Hardy is, like, a manager uh, um, in the wrestling, you know, AEW world and stuff. Uh, I guess Mark Sterling... It just felt, like, random. Like, I just thought uh, Jade's whole thing was she wasn't going to pick a manager. Or if she did, it would be, like, a really big deal. Sure. And not like some schlub, you know? So yeah. I'm just shocked because, you know, her whole thing is she's like kind of independent. That's that's her whole, you know. Yeah. I want to, I, I don't want, love... I'm that bitch. Okay. I said it. <laughs> I said it. I'm that bitch. I didn't want to say it. I was trying to be like, she's so independent. And uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, she's going to have a t shirt trying not to say the line. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, but you're right. I, I would have preferred her to be solo. Or yeah. if she yeah. is with someone, uh, someone with a little bit more notoriety or prestige. Honestly. Who she would have a great manager, Eric Bischoff. Have Eric yes. Bischoff that would have been be her manager. That would be amazing because that's a good yeah. use of Eric Bischoff rather than what we're seeing right now. This guy could go kick rocks. Eric Bischoff would be a good heel manager. I agree. Yeah, that would have been Man. very interesting. Yeah, I mean, he even uh, brought in uh, <clears throat> during um, his intro before he called out the inner circle. He kind of referenced the NWO and how he sort of, he helped bring them into uh, WCW on TNT and how that changed mm-hmm. the wrestling world. Easily could have said something, uh, set that up with Jay Cargill as the next 100%. big deal. Uh, what, what did you think of the, uh, a couple people were asking about the, um, the new design of the, um, the space, uh, the space. Sorry. I'm just losing my words. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think yeah. of the, yeah. Um, I noticed someone said that who, who said about the hard cam Felipe, um, the issue with the hard cam. I agree. I, uh, 
I they did I felt like the people doing the show in the back, the director, didn't know where to keep it at times. Uh I see they seemed a little confused. I don't like the idea of I don't even like the AEW idea of facing the Titantron. Yeah. I don't want I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they face that way. I prefer them to face fans, honestly. I like to see the fr- fans jump up and get down. Jump up and get down. <laughs> I did not I did that was meant completely accidentally like that was that was, it was like the whitest version of a hype man you know, ever i prefer the fans jump to up and jump get up. down <laughs> i prefer but don't to... don't don't stress yourselves out you know take a take a break if you need to hey All everyone right. can you get low for me can you get low <laughs> <laughs> can you hit the flow what do you mean by facing the fans though i don't understand so like because how oh, wb does it. yeah you face the fans of the oh entrance on of the course left, or the right, yeah. whatever you want, but face the fans. Uh, and uh, AEW is now messing with uh, facing... They had two hard cameras today. They had one facing the entrance, and then they had another one facing the flags for the uh, weigh-in segment. Or the um, Where the screen was. Yeah. Yeah, like that yeah. That that camera was meant to see the oh, screen. Oh, that's the yeah. screen. That's right. That's right. And the flags uh, in that scenario, but yeah. So it's just very... Um, they're still figuring it out. I don't like what they're doing right now where they have they're I'm unsure where I am in the building, you know, have something consistent. Yeah. And weird that they just had one entrance, you know, after getting used to the, the double entrance for like a year or so. Um, I'm not sure what the deal with that was. If one what? Because yeah. they, they're going to have fans so close to the ring and they probably wanted to get them as close to the ring to possible. Having a second entrance would take out another huge section of fans and they're mm. already taking out a huge section for the production. Yeah. You know, that's right next to the ring for the most part with a few fans in between, but that's a big space. They probably just sacrificed it for more fans being close. Yeah, I don't like the uh, design of this uh, episode. I don't like it, but I, I also get a feeling that it's temporary. I don't know. It's just kind of a hunch because yeah. they're, they're about to go on tour again um, in the next month or two. So I'm assuming it's just a temporary thing. Maybe to set up, maybe they're setting up something crazier for the pay-per-view. Uh, a crazier setup or something. I don't know, but um, fear not. So I'm okay friends. with it. I think now. it will be a go. It will be gone. It, can, it yeah. won't look like that next week. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Um, super weird. Super weird where that that uh, video weird. screen screen was. But uh, luckily, they didn't use it too much throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I also have a big what, and we discussed it lightly before. Someone mentioned about uh, an old WCW trope of the sting masks. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, the many people of uh, friends of Sting right after the Evil Uno match, right? It was after the mm-hmm. Evil Uno match, uh, the and then Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are in the ring, and out come this legion of Stings and masks, uh, and obviously every single one of them, obviously not Sting, besides the tallest one, <laughs> the tallest one, six foot. Five sting with all these small the people tallest with weird and oldest one the only the one that looked like old... <laughs> like a 60 year old man just barely making its way to the to the ring the thing is i feel like it's such a wasted moment if they just had the darby allen versus Caesar bernoni match with just them save the sting entrance until now you know why are, save the sting entrance when he first appearance and he comes out and then he just has a stare down where he kicks everyone's butts and kicks them out of the ring. Why would they do have uh, Sting show up in the beginning, not to his music, so the fans already have seen him and they don't care, and now you have him coming out again with a very bad, poorly produced segment. I was so angry at that I think sting. it's annoying because it felt 
it just felt so unnecessary. It felt like you're just trying to put in a reference to something that happened 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was. And do you it know, poorly. And do it and poorly. And do it poorly. Like, like you didn't do it as well as WC. You did, took something from 20 years ago and didn't put any more effort than they did then. And it showed. I think it's sort of a commentary on just the, the culture itself right now, where everyone's just like, hey, I remember that reference. Like, ah, the Friends reunion. Yeah. I remember Friends. I'm 30. 100%. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah. It's the Friends reunion of segments yeah. was that Sting segment. Very. That's a good one. That's much better than my Joker analogy. Just calling that the Friends reunion part of the show, where only a select few people would enjoy it, only because it happened before, but not because it's good. <laughs> I like that, right? Yeah, I like that you're making it sound like I came up with that. Uh, it makes you me did. feel like a smarty, smarty pants. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna have a friends reunion uh, segment of each show. We're gonna yeah. be like, well, it's the friends reunion segment. Um, uh, I hated that. I hated that very much. Oh, uh, interesting, Felipe, uh, with some insight. I read that. Me. So, well, for uh, in fact, if you see closely, the Stings are the same Nightmare Factory students. That's that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I don't know, just fun. I, guess. Yeah. I think it would be more fun if they didn't come out earlier in the night so someone could recognize this. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's it's dumb as hell. But I I always like to, to figure out who's uh, doing a little cameo or something. You know, like um, when they would do CM big... CM Punk uh, as a gangster. Exactly. Yeah, the WrestleMania yeah. Prom, uh, uh, entrances. Uh, CM Punk as a gangster. Or, um, yeah. And it, they would usually use NXT wrestlers. Um, Charlotte Flair was in Triple H's entrance and Sasha Banks and whatnot. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is cool. It is cool. And I'm happy for them because that's a fun thing. Uh, but uh, I have one more what of the evening. Do you have any other what's more? Uh, I don't think so. But I will probably agree with you, <laughs> whatever you you're will. about to say. This is what uh, my my last what of the evening is Jake the Snake's voice. It has gotten to a point where I, I love Jake. Well, I don't like Jake as a person, but I love Jake's promos at times. But the past, I'll say year, uh, I'll say the entire part of quarantine, he has not cared. He has not cared enough to be consistent. And today, he just sounded um, tired. Uh, I I, I think his best promos are when they're thought out and they're quieter in a backstage setting. Him screaming sounds so bad. So bad, and I just don't think he fits with Murderhawk anymore. So remind me, when did, what did he? What did he do uh, in this episode? So after the uh, Rusev match, mm-hmm. after the Rusev versus um, uh, what's his name, uh, Martin something Martin Miro uh, versus Don, Dante Martin. Yeah, uh, crap. Trevor Martin from Top Flight. Uh, Johnny Johnny Martin. We'll call him Johnny Martin. <laughs> uh, and they had a match together, and then afterwards, that Rusev beat him, and. Uh, <laughs> Jake comes out gravelly as hell and he's talking to Miro. Miro makes fun of him. And then while Lance is beating up, beating up Miro, Jake is screaming over him, over the, 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 the action in the ring. And I just, I think it's time for Jake to move on. I think it's time for Jake to move on. Yeah. Yeah. He's similar. I guess what I was thinking about earlier, um, big show where, um, it sort of just feels like they're there for their uh, former prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Jake was so good when he started. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe he killed it. He was maybe killing with, it those first few months. Yeah. Maybe with a crowd, maybe with a crowd yeah. back, he'll be able to like work off of them or something. I don't know. I hoped. I'm just hoping because his uh, debut promo in AEW Amazing. is one of the best 
Uh, maybe ep- no, probably not ever. That's I'd say it's, I'd say. say it's uh one of the best of the two thousands for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I'd yeah. Say, yeah, and I and which would then put it in contention as one of the best ever. It's definitely the one of the best in AEW. Yeah, I think he, he's right up there with a few of Cody's. Just from the way he like played the audience of like, I, I, I'm such a fan of that when people are able to uh. You know, when he came out, he, he had uh, uh, people were cheering him, very excited to see him. And just within, um, you know, one segment, five minutes or whatever it was, he's able to twist it into booing him and just despising him. And I think that's such an, you know, it's an art form. It's, it it's, is. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Well, um, I don't have any more what's. You don't have any more what's, Mullen? Uh No, that's it for me, Red. This was a fun one. I think one. we did such a good job today. We all did a good job. It was a great job in the chat. You're really being lively and keeping our spirits up. Um, thank you so much. And make sure to check us out on Instagram, Loser Leaves Wrestling. Go to the podcast. We're on all places you can get podcasts. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I beg of you. I beg of you so much. But thank you all so much for listening and watching. Um, but uh, anything else? Oh, and if you're in the Austin area, check out on June 16th. Moet and I have a movie that's going to be at the Long Center on June 16th. Check out uh, our Instagrams. Mine is red underscore Jefferson and Moet's is Moet Jaswell one. Yes, our movie, Woo! our movie. What is what? It's called Night on Six. Oh yeah, it's, uh, yeah. No, no, just, yeah. If we're gonna do this, <laughs> should mention it. That's a good point. You make a good point. I was really good up until that point. You it's called great, Night yeah. on Sixth on June sixteenth at the Long Center, seven thirty. Get your tickets now. Uh, but thank you all so much for watching and uh, listening. This is Loser Lee's Wrestling. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with this is Moa Jaswal. Uh, Moa Jaswal, if you were uh, a feeling Get out uh, of here. <laughs> with with your favorite color, what would you be? Uh, what? No, hold on. Don't, feeling, don't do that in my face. Hold on. No, what are you talking about? A, uh, uh, if I uh, fucking narcissism? <laughs> what? What? Like a light blue <laughs> narcissist. <laughs> I hate these red. Oh, this is great. Thank you all so much for watching. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, man. That was great. What an answer. What an answer.